They say that when eagles fly, that they spend less than two minutes an hour flapping their wings, and that eagles have two focal points of vision, one that looks straight forward and the other at 45 degrees to its side. The golden ones can dive at nearly 150 miles an hour and can spot its prey from three miles away. Eagles are apex predators, they are at the top of the food chain, and they use their powerful talons to crush their prey. From former champions and contenders, this champion has used its powerful grip and its immense pressure to crush all its challengers. From the Golden State in Porterville, California, this is MMA Math. Real fighters, real fights, real discussions. With your host, Professor Diaz, and the former featherweight Bellator champion of the world and former bantamweight UFC title challenger, Joe Soto. This week in MMA Math, we'll explore the fight in Abu Dhabi and the expansion of the UFC into the worldwide stage. Plus, we'll explore Khabib's second title defense and Dustin's first true title attempt and what these perspectives mean to the fighters and what each must overcome to perform at their capable levels. We'll also take a closer look at this matchup, what each fighter is offering, and what Dustin must do to stop this eagle from taking flight. Welcome, everyone. I'm Roberto, and I'm here with Joe. How are you, Joe? I'm doing good. Joe, before we look at Khabib and Dustin's unique perspective on this fight and what Dustin must do to unify his interim championship. Let's begin on where this fight takes place and why it matters. This is the first time that the UFC lands in Abu Dhabi, one of the seven United Arab Emirate political territories, also known as the UAE. Abu Dhabi is the capital of the UAE, and it neighbors the famous and beautiful skylands of Dubai. And with a population of nearly 3 million, it is the second largest city in the UAE. For perspective... It is estimated that the population of Los Angeles is now close to 4 million. So this is a big deal. In fact, the entire population of the UAE is now approaching 10 million. Joe, this is obviously strategic by the UFC, but it's more than that. Don't they hold Jiu-Jitsu World Championship fights there? Yeah, they have they have uh, the Abu Dhabi, uh, you know, championships there. It's one of the, if that's the most prestigious uh, Nogi um, grappling tournament in the world. So there's a lot of activity down there, at least related to MMA. Yeah, as far as, and they have a, you know, real good uh, jiu-jitsu community down there. So uh, people are real interested in combat sports, jiu-jitsu. They're bringing everything over there. Now, the UFC has been spreading its wings this year. This year, the UFC has been in China, Uruguay, Sweden, Canada, Russia, London, Prague, Australia, and Brazil. Not only that, there's still Mexico on the schedule and Denmark and Singapore and South Korea. So MMA is growing worldwide. Having said that, are there any new techniques that are being introduced to the sport? Something that hasn't caught on but is lurking? Something that you think we'll start to see more of? I wouldn't say there's not one uh, you know particular technique that's been you know that's lurking or people are catching on to. I think it's just all these fighters, these new fighters are all really well technically. We're seeing a big you know, flow of fighters coming into the UFC, a technically sound and well-rounded fighters. Speaking of techniques, it seems that more and more fighters are able to defend many more submissions than they did in past years. For instance, when was the last time we saw an armbar or a kimura at the top level? Joe, as MMA is growing, so are defensive techniques, and it seems that a lot of fights are taking place on the feet now. 
And when they do go to the ground, it's more like a ground and pound affair or a choke. I mean, we still see arm bars and kimuras, but usually at the unranked levels of fighters, not at the championship level. Is MMA becoming more of a stand-up affair? What are your thoughts? It's looking like that because in MMA, you can't wear shirts, you can't wear clothes. So it's hard to you know grapple and keep somebody down once you get sweaty. And these guys are getting really good defensively. Everybody's really well-rounded. So all these new fighters are coming in are now at a different level that they were, say, 10 years ago. Is that where, that where you're hitting? Yeah, and then, you know, some fighters would have way bigger holes than they do now. I think everybody's game's a little bit more solid everywhere. Uh, everybody's good, pretty much good everywhere. They still have little holes here and there, but it's not as gaping as it used to be. One more thing. Uh, the UAE includes Dubai, as I said earlier, and Dubai is the fifth most popular tourism destination in the world. This is a city with the tallest building in the world, the Burj Khalifa, and I believe it's about an hour's drive from Abu Dhabi. It has man-made islands, resorts, I mean, and is home to many wealthy people to say the least. Anyway, I think the fighters that get to compete in this card, in this part of the world, will be surprised at what these cities have to offer. Let me ask you this, Joe. When you competed... Did you look forward to visit a city for the first time? Was it exciting? Or as a fighter, were you more focused on your preparations for the fight? No, I was always focused, but at the same time, yeah, you you definitely do get excited when you when you're going somewhere you haven't been or, or somewhere somewhere your fighting is on your checklist. You know, some I've always wanted to fight in Mexico City. That was on my checklist. I always wanted to fight in Brazil. So so you get excited when you when you fight these places you've been wanting to fight at for a long time. Okay, Joe, so as the UFC continues to expand, so is MMA in general, and we're getting closer and closer to a worldwide sport. Also, as this expansion continues, we might start to see new techniques, new strategies, maybe even new styles of fighting that can make it more exciting for the fans. Now, before we look at this championship fight, let's take a closer look at this fight from Khabib's point of view and also from Dustin's point of view. Khabib Nurmagomedov, the champion, is still undefeated Joe. We last saw him take apart and finish the notorious one, Conor McGregor. He's an awesome grappler, and he's gone from being a great fighter to a superstar. Now, the thing is that Khabib is not the anti-hero as Dana White says Nate Diaz is. He's not the flashy and loud Conor McGregor. He's like the narrator of a movie. I mean, to many people, he's a guy who's trying to guide you in the right direction and tamping down all the noise and nonsense. Now, whether you agree with that or not, that's how a big part of the world probably sees Khabib. Having said that, that's a lot of riding on his shoulders. Joe, how can that kind of pressure affect your performance? Can that kind of pressure make you want to do something more than you typically do? Well, maybe, you know, that pressure on Khabib is, you know, has him respond better. He he does good with pressure. He's undefeated. So maybe he needs that pressure, that weight on his shoulders. Maybe it helps him perform better. Now, for Dustin, this event is a long time coming. This is his 10th year as a professional fighter. And he's coming into this fight with a big win over the featherweight champion, Max Holloway. That win made him the interim champion. And he's now on a five-fight win streak that goes back three years. In fact, in those three years, he fought the who's who of the division. I mean, he beat uh, Jim Miller. He took on Eddie Alvarez, Anthony Pettis, and Justin Gagey. So I think it's safe to say that this is ready as he's ever going to be. Joe, this is his chance to finally make it to the mountaintop. This is his chance not only to outright win the title, 
but to do it against an undefeated champion. So even with all this experience, what must he do so that this moment in time doesn't distract him from what he has to do in the cage? Yeah, he just gets the focus of what he has to do in the cage. Just focus on the things he can control, not let the moment get to him, and just focus on techniques and, and doing the job right, you know, um, avoiding those takedowns and, and sticking with the game plan. Just focus on, you know, things he can control. As has been said before, being a champion and defending it are two different things. This is Khabib's second title defense, and as the interim champion, you can say that this is Dustin's first. Joe, do you think that both fighters look at themselves as a champion, or do you think that Dustin still has a chip on his shoulder? I think Dustin still has a chip on his shoulder. I think he knows, you know, the intern was fine, and that was an accomplishment. That was great. But I think he knows, you know, to be a, the real undisputed champion, he has to beat the real undisputed champion. He has to beat Khabib and, and take that belt from him. There's an old saying in boxing that says, you have to take it away from the champion. It's almost as if it's expected for the challenger to bring it to the champion to do something that says you're the champion. In other words, if you're the challenger, don't expect to become the champion on points. Anyway, it's different in MMA. This doesn't really apply. Having said that, how does Khabib approach this fight? Does he sit back and wait and let Dustin bring it to him? Or does he just focus on what he's doing and go after him? Yeah, I think he just has to do what he what he's normally done, what he's done in his past, you know, all his past fights, he's undefeated for a reason, and his style is working for him. So, you know, don't change anything if you don't. If it doesn't need to be changed, and obviously it doesn't, so you just got to be Khabib. What about Dustin? Does that boxing saying apply to him? Does he have to go out and get it, or can he devise a strategic plan to try to win this one on points? Now, obviously, I think any fighter heading into a fight wants to get a finish, and I think both of these guys definitely want to get a finish and whether that be a submission or, or a knockout. But I think um, I think he's going to do whatever it takes, you know, whether it be points or whether it be a finish. So I think he's focused on just getting the job done that night to get that, to get that championship belt. Okay, so the pressure that these fighters come into the fight with is real, and it can be a factor in their performance. However, with all the experience and all the training that these two fighters have, it's manageable and most likely not a factor. These are two seasoned veterans where most likely we'll see their best in display. Dustin is also trying to prove he's a legitimate champion and should probably focus more on his game to make sure that he's offensive and not just defending. Now, let's take a closer look at this matchup and what to expect. Both Khabib and Dustin are only 30 years old and in terms of height and reach, their physical numbers are pretty even. Having said that, Dustin started off his career at 145 before making the move to 155. For Khabib, it's the other way around. He actually went back and forth between 155 and 170 for the first half of his career. In fact, he recorded a total of 10 fights at 170. So he's been in it with the stronger and bigger opponents. And the thing is that because of the type of fighter that he is, being mainly a grappler, I think this just enhances his game. What do you think, Joe? What do you see in terms of size? Yeah, I mean, Khabib's definitely the bigger fighter, but having seen Poirier in person, Dustin in person, he's a pretty big guy himself. But I think in size, yeah, I think Khabib definitely has an advantage, and I think that'll play more to have more of an impact if, if it turns into a grappling you know, exchange in the fight. Both fighters have also seen the championship rounds. Khabib went five with Isle Quinta and four with Connor. On the other side of the cage, Dustin recorded four rounds with both the Korean Zombie and Justin Gagey. 
and went five with Max Holloway. So again, pretty even going into deep water. However, in those fights where Dustin went deep, those fights were against strikers, not grapplers. How significant is this and who has a better gas tank? It depends, you know, where the fight's taking place. You know, if, if, if it's a five round fight, if all five rounds are taking place on the feet, I think Dustin definitely has an advantage. But if Khabib makes it a grappling rat match for five rounds, then uh, Khabib has a huge advantage. And I could see Dustin tiring out from stopping takedowns, being up against the cage, trying to get back up. I think I could see him gassing. So just wherever, whatever fight that has the advantage to where uh, the fight is taking place. Joe, I feel like Dustin's only chance is to keep this standing. But I also feel like Khabib's only chance is to take this to the ground. Who has a taller task, Joe? Is it Dustin trying to avoid takedowns and keeping it standing? Or is it Khabib trying to make this a ground affair? I think it's Dustin trying to keep it standing and trying to stop takedowns because we haven't seen anybody be able to shut down Khabib's game yet. You know, we've seen people, you know, beat Dustin and shut his game down. So uh, we haven't seen Khabib's game shut down. So I think it's a taller task for Dustin for, for sure. Joe, when you look at their resumes, just like their physical numbers, the resumes are also pretty even. Khabib has accumulated 27 fights and Dustin is at 31. Khabib has 8 knockouts and 9 submissions. Dustin has 12 knockouts and 7 submissions. So it seems that when you break it down, it seems like an even matchup. But at the same time, it doesn't. I feel like it's Khabib's fight to lose. Am I missing something here? What do you see in this matchup? I think, I think it is Khabib's fight to lose, but I think it could be Dustin could has potential to turn it into more of an even fight if he could keep it standing. He could keep it to where he's good at. It could be a dog fight, you know. If he could get back up as soon as he gets taken down, and I think uh, one guy, so Dustin has the ability to blow him out of the water if he could keep it standing, but I think Khabib has the ability to blow Dustin out of the water if he could take a grappling match. Okay, so as even as this match seems to be on paper, it's the journey that got them here and the division that they have fought in that makes it different. It will also depend on if Dustin can stop the takedown that can make this interesting. Otherwise, it seems like the Eagle can once again fly away with the victory. Okay, if you like this show, please go to your favorite platform and support our show. You can subscribe on any of the major platforms like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Again, we can be found at MMAMath.xyz. And that does it for today. Thanks for listening. Until next time, fight on.